0: Okay, you ready? Say nice and loud. This is the Running Buds Podcast. This is the Running Buds
1: Podcast. Try again. This is the Running Buds Podcast.
0: Running Buds Podcast. This is the Running Buds Podcast. This is the Running Buds Podcast. Running Buds. Welcome to the Running Buds podcast with Steve McNamee in Ohio and Charlie Lambricks in New Jersey. Uh, we're back, Steve.
1: I can hardly believe it. Did you say New Jersey, Charlie?
0: Yeah, a lot's happened in the uh, what 16 months since we've last recorded. <laughs> <laughs> And we are very much not back. Uh, This is this is a little bit of a reunion, uh, kind of because we just we just sort of felt like it about four or five months ago, and then um, we're finally getting around to it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's we we've been uh, kicking this around for a little while, uh, mostly in secret, and uh, uh, I I mean I guess it shows the facts if we. If we tried to get back off the ground, this is about what it would be. It'd be every few months. We're busy people. Yeah. You, Charlie, you've had more changes in moving. Yeah,
0: I've had I've had a lot happen since we last recorded. Um, Life wise, running wise, etc. Um, my voice deepened. I hit puberty um, in the last 16 months, so that's why there's a little bit more. Timber in my voice on this recording than others or I just have a slight cold uh, one of those two things Uh, But yeah, you go first. Uh, We literally had it was October 2021 that we last recorded Steve and um, So we had all of calendar year 2022 and then the tail end of 2021 and just beginning of 2023 Anything, if you could, how would you sum up your 2022 or if you had anything significant happen in those those other parts of the calendar?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the obvious depression when the show ended, giving up the fame and the lifestyle was, was not as easy as I thought it would be. Assimilating back into into being regular, not getting recognized, the notoriety. Um, but uh, I did Boston. Um I can't remember. I guess that would, that window of time would include two marathons, but I did Boston. Um, it went well, but I decided I had enough of marathons. So I think I'm now running and, and racing here and there. And uh, uh, yeah, that's about it. I turned 50. I hit a few life milestones, like turning 50, celebrating my 25th wedding anniversary. And. Uh, um, I think running for the right reasons, I, I'm enjoying running a lot, probably not as fast as I was 16 months ago, but I'm working on it. How about how about you, other than, than the family stuff? How is your running going? When we left, I think you had thought marathoning was, was going to be very difficult to do again, and uh, I think you have news on that front.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's so funny. I, I thought the same thing, like running just for the enjoyment, which is so funny. Like this is a hobby We're we're not professionals Uh, on the grand scheme of it. uh, We're not even that good uh, considering how many levels there are and just time between us and the very front of the pack Um, when it, when it comes to marathoning, but, but we're like, okay, we're not going to be serious anymore. No more marathons. This is just fun. Like, what the hell were we doing it for before then? <laughs> I think we have a whole motivation episode that might address that. But but I, too, well, well 2022, I, I don't think I can address running until I, I talk about some of the family things. So I had another baby. Uh, so I now have two two boys. Uh, one is three years old now, Who who's been on the podcast many times. And then, uh, just a month and a half after our, our, that last recording, my wife and I had a second healthy baby boy uh, born. So uh, he's over one now, <laughs> which is kind of kind of funny. So that's that's certainly uh, been busy. Um, I don't think I ever really gave details, but just before we stopped recording, um, my boss, and mine, uh my boss. Boss at the time uh, flew from Oklahoma, where my company's headquarters are, uh, out to Utah, where where we were, and said, uh, "The guy in charge here, uh, he's out the door, Charlie. Now you're in charge." Uh, so that was a uh, very quick uptick in uh, work responsibilities uh, that was no less than overwhelming. On top of then having the baby, so I think it was definitely the right choice to, uh, to stop. Recording. I'll <coughs> um, just stop recording. Period. This isn't. This doesn't count, right? Uh, but then, just a couple months after that, uh, my annoyingly ambitious and intelligent wife um, had a tremendous career opportunity in Philadelphia. Uh, so we packed up, sold our little house in Utah, and are now on the East Coast, um, living in New Jersey. Uh, luckily, uh, that I, I was able to keep that job, sort of. I got demoted down to the job I had before, which, let's be honest, has been a blessing. Um, but fully remote now, living in New Jersey, away from the mountains, closer to the sea, um and it's been a tremendous change but i have two little kids and even though i'm i'm not that that top dog or manager anymore at work uh the the responsibilities have stayed pretty high and uh and it's it was really tough to get miles in it's improved but it was tough i didn't i did so we recorded in october i did that turkey trot soon after my, my running dropped off precipitously, but I did do a turkey trot. I actually pushed my son in it, which I had never done in a race, uh, and that went really well. I got under 20 minutes, which was a goal, and uh, it was kind of funny. That was one of those first gut punches. I can't believe we're not recording this because I'm pushing the stroller right, and I'm courteous, so I start pretty far back. Uh, so as to not like get in the way of the the speedy people and it's, it's, it's just a 5k. Um, but you know, mile in things open up and I'm feeling good and I'm pushing the stroller and I start, I start reeling them in Steve uh, and I'm feeling great. I'm going as fast and then there's a tight turn and then you got maybe 150 feet to a finish line, probably. So we do that turn and I've got the angle on this girl, and and she just she just catches me in that that last stretch, and I almost want to be like, come on, like I got a stroller here, which is hilarious. We're all racing; nobody gives a flying, you know what? Who's pushing a baby or not? But just just dusted me uh, in the stroller, but did get under that twenty minutes, and that was just such a fun highlight, and my kid enjoyed it, and. Um, like, is this what running is now? And then I did not race again for about a year. I went a full year no racing. Isn't that crazy?
1: That really is. I did not know that. I I, I didn't know you went an entire year. I yeah. knew running, and I knew that was coming just because of the lifestyle changes, the moving, the children, um, job but a year without entering a race, Charlie. And how did you find it was getting back into the flow? Signing up for a race is one thing, but you've got to have training and time behind it. So a lot has to lead up to it.
0: Well, luckily I never stopped running, even though it fell off a lot. I don't think I had any zero mile weeks. I had a couple of single digit mile weeks, Um, but I was still in general running two, three, sometimes four times a week. And yeah. uh, I was enjoying it. I was enjoying not running just running to stay fit when we were still in Utah, most of those miles were on the trails because I was like, if I can't run often I'm gonna run where it's most enjoyable and most beautiful. Um, so that was that was great. And weirdly enough, as much as I I loved running those trails and, and I missed them kind of backing off on running made the move a lot easier because I felt like it was almost like just sort of this whole thing of this is just maturity or changing of life and, and, and just kind of felt like a flow. Had I still been doing 56 miles per week and, um, training for races, I would have, I would have probably felt a little more, um, sad or more like i was losing something and i still did but but it did kind of help but then we come out to new jersey i'm fully remote so that kind of definitely helps uh in terms of a schedule and finding time to run Uh, i don't have mountains anymore and uh to be quite frank this area isn't that great for running uh there's no wildwood park here uh there's no bike path um uh, really deep of, at least not like there is in Salt Lake City and Toledo and, and other places. Um, but there are neighborhoods, um, which was an adjustment, but, but one I, I kind of just forced myself to keep at. Um, I can run from my house, which is great. So it was just such baby steps, just going back to running four or five days a week every week, um, getting into 30, 40 mile per weeks. Um, and, and I just kept plugging away at that over the summer and actually got in decent shape. Um, I signed up for a 5k that was September. So about 10 months after that Turkey trot, uh, I was hoping to break 18, didn't quite do it, but was pleased with the effort Um, did a 10 miler way faster than I thought I had any business doing, uh, paced a marathon, went back to the Marine Corps in Washington, DC with our buddy, Scott Daw. And, and that went pretty well. And then I was like, I'm ready. Okay. I can at least qualify for Boston and do Boston next year. I was like, this is great. I, I just reduced, I knew I couldn't PR anymore, but I thought that this is maybe just the future. Just being that type of runner one that can qualify for Boston and do it when they want and boy oh boy did reality smack me in the face uh truth of the matter is you can get away running four or five days a week 30 40 miles and run pretty fast 10 miler I bet I could have done a really good uh half marathon that I was proud of uh but as they say the marathon is the most honest race and um I was trying to break three. I missed it by over 11 minutes and just had a lot of walking those last six miles in Philadelphia. Uh, so that was kind of a come to Jesus for me. Um, it wasn't fun. I didn't enjoy walking. I I knew I had to cross that finish line because I was certainly sure. Uh, certainly sure. Jeez. Guys, I didn't learn to talk in the break. I was, I was, fairly sure that I would not know when I would see another marathon again. So I definitely needed to cross that finish line, which I did, but I made the mature decision, uh, that for the time being, uh, marathons just aren't in the cards. Um, I did stupidly sign up for one again that is this weekend. Uh, but, uh, I switched down to the half, um, and it has been just such a weight off my shoulders, not worrying about having 50, 60-mile weeks and 20-mile runs, long runs and all that, and just instead um, kind of taking it as it comes and having a goal but a reasonable one and not have Boston on the line or, or, or even um, let alone a PR but even just having boss down the line, that's that's a lot to carry for uh, a marathoner. Would you agree, Steve?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and um, I, I'm feeling what you're feeling switching to the half, how, how liberating it is. It makes you, number one, it makes you appreciate all the hard work that you've done every time you've done a marathon. Because you really can get away with so much more training for a half as opposed to a marathon. You don't have that proverbial gun against your head. But... Just that weight of every run that you do when you're trying five for Boston. And you have a marathon that you have one day to do right. You have to nail it. And it's just so, it just seems like it's so much pressure. And, and when you do like what you did, switch to the half, which I guess I, I did in, in a different sense. I just gave up a pair of spots,
0: But... <laughs> Well, you were smarter. You didn't. You didn't have to pay a twenty dollars uh, um, transfer fee for a, a race that costs less than what you already registered for. So you were much smarter from from a uh, spending standpoint, Steve.
1: And my so my moment, my similar moment to yours was I did Boston. Um, I, I did the same thing. I ran out of gas. I I, I did a lot of walking. Um, I was having a, a really good race up until wheels came off. And it was a beautiful day, so it wasn't conditioned. It wasn't anything other than just me. I'm not a very good marathoner, even well trained. But I get to the finish line. Uh, I grab my bag. I get to Boston Common. I'm laying there. I lost my ability to walk, so I'm laying in Boston Common with my phone, just checking in with people, waiting for the cramps to subside. And I had to text my wife and say, oh, by the way, what was my time? Because I had no clue. I, 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 I might have stopped my watch, but I don't think I, I – I don't remember why I didn't know my time. But she gave me my time, and I realized my time was four seconds off 2018 when I ran it in an absolute monsoon with a 30-mile problem. And I was just thinking, like, why, why am I doing this if this is exactly what I am? No matter what I do, this is what, this is what I am. When things are perfect or when things are horrible, I'm still going to run this exact time. So as soon as I can walk again, as soon as the cramps subside, I'm going to declare it's over. No more marathons. And so far, I have not yet had the the desire, and I don't think I will, to do a marathon. I, I really love the idea of just doing half marathons and, and doing miles without that proverbial gun to my head.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I may still pace marathons much slower than I used to. There's a lot of opportunities for that. Something I I very much enjoyed um, and doesn't have as much pressure. You still have to train. And I think training will be a lot easier um, over the summer and into the early fall just because of light, (laughs) you know, um, which was never a problem before. It just seems so harder when... You're trying to get kids down to bed and whatnot, and it's dark out. But if I can actually just take one of the kids out in the stroller, I think I can ramp up the mileage a little bit and and do some pacing. Because uh, I'm at I'm at 47 marathons completed. How can I not you know? How can That's I good. not get to 50? Right. Uh, so while so while it sounds like you have made peace with that part of your racing is over. Um. Maybe in my belly, I I still feel like I've got more in me. I'm just not putting a timeline on it at this point.
1: But what I do miss, and maybe you the same, I've said many times during this training cycle, I kind of miss the discipline that went with training for a marathon. The getting those long runs in and that feeling afterwards and, and the end of a successful week of mileage that was that was always a nice thing. I think what I really always read was the marathon itself. So I like training for a marathon more than I actually like doing the marathon.
0: That is so weird. <laughs> that is, I cannot agree with that. Uh, or I see that totally different. Uh, I love being fit. And I love that feeling of finishing a high mileage week and just feeling like, you're killing it, and you're getting ready for that progress. Uh, but no, the idea of a 75 mile week with a 20 mile run and a tempo workout in there, uh, no, no, that sounds that sounds awful. I can't say that that seems enjoyable. I always find the race enjoyable, especially when I'm prepared. Like that last marathon that we uh, recorded right before this, when I did St. George, that was. 26 miles of bliss almost. Um, Yeah. You know what I miss though, Steve? I miss doing a long mileage week, having a 20 mile run on a Saturday or Sunday morning, and then just absolutely feasting and just shoving my face full of eggs and not feeling like, you know, a slob, a fat slob, but feeling like, oh, this is good. My body needs this. This is part of the training. I miss that. I miss the gluttony that is allowed in those high mileage and marathon trainings more than anything uh, of the other parts of, of training.
1: Yes. The post 20-miler coffee. There was just nothing like that. That's But. Oh, well, we're we're different
0: people now, Charlie. Yeah, we're and a lot definitely- more boring. All our listeners are like, geez, good thing these guys stopped. They're depressing me. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, um, you don't still get a lot of satisfaction. Like if I hit 40 miles in the week, especially uh, with miles on that last Sunday, I still, I mean, it's not as good as a 70, 80 mile week, but I still feel pretty proud of myself. I feel like, all right you're you're still at it you're still moving cuz that's you know for the layperson forget about it but even most runners 40 miles is a lot in a week
1: i think what i found is training for a half that i have my schedule and my schedule topped out at like 60 miles which i haven't even hit yet but when i miss a week like when i when i fail to achieve my mileage or my workouts It isn't like such a weight on my mind. I'm not as bothered as I used to be when it was marathon training. I'm sort of just, yeah, you know, I'll get it next week. And that's uh, how I
0: went into Philadelphia Marathon. So many times I was like, eh, I'll still break three. I don't need to do this. And boy, was I wrong. Boy, oh boy. I wish we could have recorded after that too. That's about when we were thinking about it. We were thinking about doing a before and after on Philly and probably best we didn't because that would have been an absolute bitch fest uh we did have a lot of wind and i had more trouble getting to a start line than i've ever had uh but i digress we're not gonna get into it
1: yeah i'm I'm trying to remember i mean that really i mean i remember talking to you about that and yeah it would have it would have been a fun bitch fest but
0: I mean, Let's just say this, Philadelphia Marathon, um, they don't give a shit when you get to the start line. <laughs> Security was a nightmare. Checking a bag was a nightmare. Uh, I was supposed to be in wave one. I think I caught wave three. Uh, I was just darting people for over 20 miles. Uh, it was very cold, windy day, so I never got to tuck in anywhere just because I had to nobody going my same pace. And then it was a really, I said, I digress. I'm not going to talk about it, but then I go into my bitch fest anyway. Um, And then mile 2021 hits and literally hundreds, if not a thousand of the people I remember passing earlier in the race run right by me (laughs) as I'm walking uh, huge swaths of that last six miles. So I don't know. Maybe it was the running guys just telling me, "Dude, you don't do marath- You're not racing marathons anymore. You know, take take a walk."
1: Yeah, I mean, similarly, uh, you know, my my final maybe two miles of Boston, you know, which the final two miles of Boston is just magical. I mean, coming into town, you know, you know, you have that that uh, Hereford and, and Boylston chicane that is just so cool, and of course, my legs were failing me and you know the crowd is ramping up and I, I keep telling myself all right i'm i'm finishing this you know and i would run till i would just have like my leg was just ease or, or, or it was a new muscle every time but at some point i noticed like every time i would start running again the crowd was like so into it like i thought they were cheering me on because i was starting to run again you know my my courage then i realized that i was doing a uh, I was leapfrogging every time i'd run i would pass this this woman running on a on a blade, you know, she had one leg. And I was next to her the whole time they're cheering her, but I was sort of in this de facto competition with this with this woman that was, you know, ten times more courageous than me, but of course I'm trying to feed off of her energy. And uh at that point I just realized like, yeah, I I I don't like this (laughs)
0: Dude, that's like- so funny. That is so funny. Did you for a moment think that they were just swelling up the cheers yeah, I- for you? Just another just another middle-aged white guy running the Boston Marathon, starting to hustle. You think that'll get the crowd going?
1: <laughs> Look
0: at this guy. He's, he's not giving up.
1: So, yeah, that was literally me until I realized the
0: Look at this tired sack of dog shit actually rallying for a moment. Let's let's give him a hand.
1: <laughs> but it was the same thing. I, I think I had seen her during the race. I think I had seen her and passed her. And there was many guys. There was a guy from Ireland who I met before the race. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to. Uh, I don't have very high. You know, I I'm not doing a very good Irish accent, but no, it's good. Awesome have-
0: keep it going.
1: Yeah. But I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best. And uh, I was like, oh, well, I'll see you at the finish. Well, I did see him at the finish, and he, he whipped my ass. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I think we were close enough together that we were actually on Strava together, so uh, I became a Strava follower. But um, it was it was neat. It's always neat at marathons meeting all these people, but it, it's not neat when they, uh, when they really show you up, especially when you pass them at, like, mile 16 and then they pass you back at mile 20 when you're you're
0: walking. it hurts yeah i was um i was i had a little group of people one thing i i i gotta say is i've met some awesome people out here um some really good runners uh there's a running store a couple miles away i can run to um and through the running store i've met just awesome people and and they've brought so there was a group of us doing this Philadelphia marathon together and uh, a lot of them um, because I started so much later than I was supposed to, uh, I passed a lot of them and got to say hello to all these friends in uh, route to uh, on the way to the finish line. And then they all got to pass me and say hello to, and then we all finished right around the same time, but just kind of a, a funny experience thanks to the organization or their lack of the philadelphia marathon <laughs> you know what um you doing that accent steve do you remember at one point we had um i don't think it was ever serious but we we had different conversations of bets and whoever lost had to do an accent for an entire episode that would have been, been hilarious
1: so many missed opportunities, but I, you know I'm so glad that you found the, the group because I, I I came to know many of the Salt Lake City people when when you came to Toledo and uh, I got to meet them or, or talk to them on the show. So that was something I was going to ask you about, or I was wondering about is is how long did it take? Um, you know, what's it like meeting a new group? And and like you brought up earlier, what, how hard was it to find any kind of running infrastructure? Going from the, which to me just had to be almost a, an idyllic setting of running through Salt Lake City and trails, to uh, just being in a in the Philadelphia Metroplex.
0: Yeah, I um, in addition just to the trails, I was about a half mile from a bike path in Salt Lake City, um, Jordan River Parkway Trail that you couldn't run, uh, outrun. It was just so long. So I had unlimited miles right out the door of non-road like bike path. Right. And then there was little loops off of it and things. It was just beautiful. It was just, I had, I I really had an ideal setup for a runner um, in Salt Lake. And then I got to where I am and we're, we're in the suburbs in New Jersey outside of Philadelphia. And there are wide roads, there are lanes and there's just lots of neighborhoods. So but that's, that's really it. There's really no diversity in terms of trails or bike paths or also roads. It's just running through neighborhoods. Um, there is a loop that I do pretty much every weekend. It's like three and a half miles that you can build into a nice long run. So that's really the only kind of change up. Uh, I have, but, uh, it's been tough. Uh, it's been a monotonous, uh, setting to, to get a lot of miles and thus I've gotten a lot less. Uh, but I have met up with this, this running store every Wednesday night, there's a group run that's been outstanding. Um, and then there's just a group of about seven or eight of us, on uh, just the Facebook messenger group that make plans to run long together every, every weekend. Um, I luckily met up with them really early and it's just been great. Runners are the best. They're just the best people to meet and become friends with. And um, they're just really welcoming. And I've never had a tense conversation while on a run. You keep it light. Everybody's got the endorphins flowing. So it's it's just nice. And especially working from home, I have um, very little adult interaction in person outside of my wife and come on when you're you got two kids you feel like you're running a daycare together more than than anything else so it, it has been good to to talk to other adults on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings it's really been a reprieve but also yeah. just on the topic of running friends I, I've got a little bit this is a, a running buds reunion episode um, I'm actually meeting up with a bunch of running friends this weekend. Uh, In fact, did I ever tell you what race I'm doing this weekend? Uh,
1: I think I was told by one of your
0: running buds. As a matter of fact, I'm doing the, I'm driving down to Newport News, Virginia, um, which is home of the uh, Run Junkies, um, our favorite Facebook group. I'm wearing my Run Junkies shirt right now. Uh, that was Brian Hollyfield and Jeff Sperlin, two different run junkies that were uh, guests on the show. I'm going down and I'm doing their home marathon while I'm doing the half, as we've established uh, the one city marathon. Uh, but coming into town, uh, our two friends from Memphis, two running friends from Memphis, they're the ones that actually suggested the race. And I was like, oh, I know all about that race. Um, and then I've got a buddy, Mike from Cincinnati. Uh, podcast guest, and Scott Daw, a podcast guest, also coming from, he now lives in North Carolina. He was a Utah guy. Uh, So, yeah, like, we've got a reservation for nine to get pasta tomorrow night in Newport News, and just meeting up with runners literally from four different cities, but, you know, all kind of connected through me, (laughs) because I met them at all at various points or places in my, um, life, uh, around the country running. So really, really kind of excited. I'm really hoping that I can meet up with Brian and Jeff too. I reached out to him a long time ago, but I, I should probably do it again <laughs> now that the weekend is here.
1: Well, as these things go, I'm on my way to Cincinnati right now. And, uh, I, then of course, um, I I had to do a run. My son moved to Cincinnati, which is why I'm going there to see him. But I'm also How's, doing that a possi-
0: five- How's that possible? Your kid's in high school.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, he was in high school. He, uh, time flies, as you know. Just trust me. Trust me. Your, your kids will be in and out of high school before you know it, not to depress you, but time flies, Charlie. But um, yeah, I checked in with Mike because I was going down to Cincinnati. I thought maybe he'd want to do the 5K. He's like, no, I'm. I'm doing a marathon with Charlie. It's like, oh, geez, what? it's a bummer for me. <laughs> but yeah, as these things go, man, it's a, uh, it's, uh, it's a tight community. Um, I, I ran with Mike one time while I visited and, and you to run with, easy to talk to. And, and that's just how runners are. I, I, I reached out. I failed because uh, you already got your meat hooks in them. And so now I'm just doing a five K or while I'm down in Cincinnati such life.
0: Well, you should make some friends while you're down there. You're going to be there often enough. There's great groups running all the time. Although you can always just find Mike and he'll run with you, unless I get my meat hooks in him, like you said.
1: <laughs> when you were talking in the city, I said I'm driving. It's raining, and I just went over a bridge next to a river, and I looked down, and there was a lone runner running in the rain along a river trail. And that is so much easier to do than when you have to run in the city. I mean, those little bits of of appreciation you have running in nature versus running in the city. I I just looked down at the guy. I was like, yeah, I get it, bro. I, I can. It's the same for me. I can I can run along a river or in, in the woods so much easier than than running in just a a giant city setting among buildings. And I mean, once in a while is nice. Mike, Mike, gave me a great tour of Cincinnati, and and I got a taste of the city. But even Cincinnati, that area, just has so many nice trails and and opportunities to run outside. Yeah, of. I don't
0: have I don't have anything for trails, so twist that knife a little harder. Ugh. The good news is, my wife and I are on the same page that we're going to retire to the mountains in twenty some years. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Uh, I don't know how much longer my voice has. I don't know how long our connection lasts. You were breaking up a little bit before you talked about the, um, I don't know what the hell you were talking about. You're kind of droning to be honest. <laughs> there it is. There's the meanness we haven't had back in the podcast yet. Um, you know, I'm not going to tell you where we're at on Facebook and Twitter. It doesn't matter. We're defunct. When are we going to do this again, Steve. Uh, Probably when the mood strikes us. Exactly. Whenever the hell we feel like it, it's probably going to be a while. I will say to the listeners, though, um, we have missed you. At least I have. Um, I have missed doing the podcast, just thinking of things to talk about, especially on the run. I miss the interaction. I miss meeting people, you know, not even real, just people finding the podcast and then kind of getting to know them and interacting on, on Facebook or Strava and that stuff. So um, I still think about all you guys a lot and I wish we could still do it every two weeks and I wish I could be that fit guy, but I also uh, love every single thing about what's happening in my life too. So uh, this is maturity, right, Steve? Same here. You know, I had
1: a, I have a new running friend that, that came, he moved into the area and he just found the podcast so he's getting to experience it for the first time, and um, I mean things like that are exciting. When I when I hear reminders that that we really did put down a lot of great episodes, they weren't all home runs as we both agree, but but we had our moments, and uh, it was it was so fun while it lasted. And uh, we're definitely going we gonna run a lot of
0: ground rule doubles; those are good too.
1: <laughs> yes, I'll take a ground rule double any day of the week.
0: All right, guys. We are the Running Buds. Uh, We love you. We miss you. Uh, We'll talk to you again. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Maybe eventually. All right. Bye. Running Buds.